Greetings, nerds. This is Seen a Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this Thursday evening? Well, as we were just discussing, we're both really tired. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. Yes, it's it's been a, it's been a full week for sure. But uh, but hey, at least we at least I don't know what you thought about Titans, but uh, at least What If and Stargirl were very very good episodes this week. So that 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 will that will give me the energy to power through. Yeah, if I remember them. I remember what's happened I mean I'm looking at the news breakdown and the first bullet point is Hawkeye trailer which I've seen a few times now Mm -hmm. and yet for a moment I was I I thought to myself oh yeah that's right that did happen this week yeah 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 I guess it's been two weeks that we've had that trailer it feels that way it does feel that way I know well I guess I guess Jeremy Renner and uh, and some of the other member cast members, I think, teased it. I guess Sunday night on Instagram yep. stuff that that was dropping Monday, and I guess you know, and of course the the rumor mill was had already like had already pointed out there too. But uh, it did it did drop on on Monday, and I, I I you know that trailer, I really didn't know what to expect for Hawkeye, you mm-hmm. know, and one of the great things about the latest iteration latest phase of the mcu is with these disney plus shows in particular really given center stage to a lot of the a lot of the supporting characters and from the earlier phases right and so with hawkeye i really didn't know what to expect but then you know like i messaged you but then once i saw the trailer i was like oh i see exactly why they like moved the schedule up and have it coming you know, around Thanksgiving and and push back Miss Marvel because I mean it's it it totally is like it, the holiday themes and you know uh, of course I know a lot of reactors have seen said you know diehard vibes and all that but yeah I mean it but that even without that I am looking forward to the series after after the trailer which you know that's what a trailer is supposed to do. Yeah, I didn't get a diehard vibe. I got like an old, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger action Christmas movie. Because there were, especially in the 90s, there were a few of those that got dropped. Where it was, it was like a action comedy movie. And it just, like, it was all around the holidays um, series and about a dad. And and I got some Home Alone vibes. Mm -hmm. And... And it it was cute. It was charming, like what you said, surprising because no one could see a Rogers musical coming. Yeah. And and I'm so looking forward to the extended cut of that musical performance. Oh yeah, um, totally. There's Zemo in the audience dancing too. That would be great. Um, yeah, I I mean that's it. All of these trailers have surprised me with mm-hmm. these shows. And then the shows themselves have surprised me. So I they they know how to sell us on these these things. And yeah. looking forward to December where we get content overload. Totally. I um yeah, you're right. They they definitely do know how to to sell it. And you know, I agree with you. I you know, people were like saying die hard. And the only thing I was like, okay, well maybe the music, but I didn't. I didn't think that honestly. That was not what I first thought of either. Uh, you know, I was 
thinking of other, uh, like I said, other other things in the genre. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, you know, they really didn't really didn't tease much as far as uh, Yelena coming either. So you know, oh, so, face. they don't need to. They don't. They don't yeah. need sell us on that part because I don't know we don't know how big of a role she's going to play and so if it's limited screen time you don't want to waste it all in the true. true 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 in other kind of genre related um, news Christopher Nolan picks up his ball and heads to Universal Pictures yeah yeah so he um, you know of course speaking of streaming services and stuff uh, he was very upset with the whole straight to stream um theater actorical release with right. warner brothers and so he yeah so he has a new upcoming film about robert oppenheimer who of course is uh, known for the the manhattan project and developing the atom bomb and he basically started he was like you know what warner we've had a great we've had a great run but um it's time for me to go look elsewhere. So he uh, went around and, and got a talk to various studios and Universal agreed to his demands, which was like he wanted like a production budget of 100 million, which I guess is small for him. <laughs> <laughs> Total creative control, 20 percent of the first dollar gross and uh, you know, a blackout period so that, you know, the studio wouldn't you know step on his movie. And and then and then he won a hundred day theatrical window, which I guess is getting back to pre pandemic days. Right. And apparently Universal is like, oh yeah, we'll cut that check for you and whatever else you, whatever else you want. Uh, He's so, a draw. I mean, regardless yeah. of his opinions about things over the years, his movies are still a a draw to audience members because there's a quality to expect when it comes to him mm-hmm. in at least the visuals and yeah. and the writing too i mean he there's certainly he has his flaws when it comes to the overall scripts um say what you will about tenant i happen to like tenant i haven't watched it in a while but i've been thinking about it and i'm like i probably need to watch tenant again um yeah. I, when it first came out, I watched it like three times. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing too. I need to rewatch that. I, I know I was very critical of it the first time around, but uh, but yeah, you're right. It's you know, it's a lot. It's very underwhelming the first time you see it, but the more you watch it, I think you gain bet more and more appreciation for the characters, for the goal of the film, and for the overall arc. Um, I still wish it would get a sequel, but I know it won't. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that he went elsewhere. I'm glad someone is giving him what he wants. And that just means more Nolan movies for us to pick apart in the future. And on top of that today, we have Denae Villeneuve, who's, (laughs) you know, just again, what is with it? This, like, I don't know what I get more sick and tired of talking about. About how The Rock is supposedly be making this Black Adam movie, and how supposedly <laughs> Toby and Andrew are in the next Spider-Man movie, or when we have these really great art filmmakers, mm-hmm. critically acclaimed storytellers, who just like out of nowhere start 
poking the bear and and talking shit about the MCU. And it's like, fuck you. It's the largest franchise ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It makes money. And I'm sorry that it's not, it's not, I don't know, unique I've... enough for your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that this morning. I couldn't help but put, I said, I said it to you. I know you're going to, I know you will see it on your trends as well, but I was just like, uh, it, when I saw that and, and part of it too is, you know, reporters, they love to ask, ask the question because they're like, he, you know, he is an archer. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and people like him and Scorsese and even Nolan, I guess they are, are you know, they are next level directors and you can probably, you know, I know Chloe Zhao, you could probably put her in yeah. that category now too. Uh, but not only that, but they've had commercial success on top of that. Yep. So, so, so clearly when they speak, people are going to take notice or they're going to want to know, well, what do you think about the latest thing? And in the MCU, you know, I think I was, I was listening to someone talk about this with, you know, it has surpassed the Bond films. I think it will surpass the Bond films as far as like number of, of, product ip that has released this year i think i think i think they'll they'll switch back and forth and then with no no time to die but then i think doc i think spider-man either will tie it or or maybe dr strange 2 will surpass it Mm -hmm. so you know it it is the franchise you can't deny it at this point but you know yeah i was just gonna say it's it's uncomparable because i I just, I think that to an extent, he's a little bit right. Like, they do cut and paste from other stories. Like, we always talk about the origin film and Mm -hmm. how it is pretty much, you know what to expect when you're coming into an, an origin film. But the sequels... Nine times out of ten have been better than the origin movies. And on top of that... They're not telling one story of one character. They're telling a universal, like Mm -hmm. this tapestry that we just rave about. And now they have these TV shows, which is six hours, like a six hour film. Um, And it's just, it's it's a lot more detail oriented than um, copying and paste. And no, they're, they're really... I, I would argue there is really no original story anymore because no. everything has been told. The mm. originality comes from this is how I'm going to tell this story. Right. I get the heart of it, the crux of it. We have seen that play out before, but it's it's a new light. It's a different interpretation. It's it's like it, you lose, you feel like it's new because that's what they expect. So I just, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It, it's, it's sad that he he's be, he likes kind of um, he threw these shots, but whatever. We'll see yeah. how he does, Denny. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because yeah, because you know, talk about some, you know, where he did have an IP, which I know was a very cult film, of Blade Runner, and you know, it was critically acclaimed, but you know, it's kind of kind of middle of the road or so as far as the box office. So I still haven't seen it. I haven't either, and um, and I know you're a fan of his of his work, so yeah. I know, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so, you know, I just think, I know these, you know, basically the, the I think it was a Spanish language publication, I can't remember the name of it, you know, they got, they, they achieved what they wanted, which was, they wanted the clicks, they got the clicks today for their story, because that, you know, regardless of whatever other good things that came out of that article, I think I saw another article later in the day where he was praising Chloe Zhao, for example, for taking all Eternals. Um, you know, the story of the day with Danny was, he shit on the MCU. <laughs> and so, right. And, and he got Will to click on the story. <laughs> and it got me to click on the story. I had to, like, do the translator, too, to make so I could, so I could read it and get past the paywall. But, uh, but yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I, I just don't, you know, at the, at the end of the day, he, he you just promote your own film. And cause I, I thought about, when I saw that, I thought about, I, I watched the Inside of You uh, interview this week with uh, John Wesley Shipp, and um, and I, you know I thought he did a very classy thing. You know, uh, you know, and Flash fans go check it out. But I thought he did a very classy thing whenever he was talking about another project and 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 stuff. And and and, and his time as uh, his version of the Flash was on the TV back in 1990, and he was talking about that and talking about some other things. And he he was about to like. He was talking about another production, and he was he was almost about to say something. He's like, you know, no, I'm gonna step back and just you know, I don't need to talk bad about this other show. And I thought that was a very classy thing because you know at the end of the day he was talking about his work and the thing that he appreciates about being doing his thing. Right. And you don't necessarily need to like cut down someone else's stuff in order to to you know talk positively about yours and you know, just let your work speak for itself. So I thought that was a very classy thing. So I, I couldn't help but think about that when I, when I saw the thing trending this morning. Yeah. I just took away from that interview, all of the Dawson's Creek nostalgia. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they were all sleeping with each other on set. I mean, the yeah. kids, not the adults, the kids. Right. The kids. Teeth, yeah. Which, but, yeah. Go check. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, that that there definitely led to some awkward things, but <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, but not MCU related, we did get some DC, and I'm gonna go over these real quick because yeah. it's nothing big. But yeah. um, the Batman Penguin spinoff at HBO Max is kind of greenlit. It's greenlight. Like, what yeah. is the announcement? We kind of. I feel like I've heard about this before. It's uh, well. There's been a, this is the second or second or third spinoff from that film. Now, uh, this one was new this week. It's been I think it's in development. Uh, Colin Farrell has not yet signed on to it, but they have approached him. So uh, you know, earlier in the week, it was kind of one of those things that uh, dropped. Um, even though all the noise that day was really focused on Hawkeye. Right. So, so kind of what you're telling me is, is HBO at Warner Brothers um, does what they classically always do and hedge their bets far too early. Because are you kidding me? If this movie does what I think it's going to do and Colin isn't involved in a spinoff about the character he plays in it, get, good God, Warner yeah. Brothers, get your <laughs> together. Um, in other Bat-related news, Batman did drop a teaser trailer and a new poster for season three, which 
will premiere on October 13th and Poison Ivy along with other new faces are set to appear. I did not watch the teaser trailer. Yeah, it was only like 15 minutes. It's only like 15 seconds. I mean, it was one of those things where I literally it like I saw I didn't even it was it was like a tree in the forest really because the CW dropped it on their YouTube channel I guess last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, as of the day, only had like fifteen thousand views or something like that. And then I happened to see it just—it was just one of those random things that came through my YouTube feed, right? Um, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, and then later in the day, they finally did drop the teaser teaser poster for for season three of Batwoman with the you know, with the release date and stuff. And I was just like, "Get it together, CW." I mean, this is you know, and to your point about. HBO Max, I mean, it really does seem that they are just continuing to build their way into building their own little universe, DC universe on that show. So on that streaming platform, I just I, I just see the days are numbered for many of these shows on the CW. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, I just Oh, man. I'm not saying that they'll get canceled. They they may just move them. I mean, it would be great if they move Superman and Lois and Stargirl to see that to from CW to to HBO Max. I I would love it there. I uh, don't good. expect any smart moves from them. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> well, you put too much faith in their quote unquote strategy. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, we just I mean, talked about yeah. the penguin penguin spinoff that he doesn't even have the actor who's going to portray him secured with a deal. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Well maybe 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 with Warner getting, you know, bought by Discovery Networks, they'll they'll get they'll get some strong, you know, things together in, in their in their management. At least they did better Disney did with uh with Scarlet and the yeah. streaming, making sure they at least, you know, get making sure their talent got paid and so they wouldn't like have to sue them later for their money. <laughs> true, true. Business, fine, but content strategy, I guess. Yep. They, they still got ways to go, ways to go. Um, to yep. continue on this DC path, let's quickly talk about Titans. Titans, yeah. so, okay, Will, and you're going to laugh. Yep. True story. I was watching this episode. And Jason did that weird thing with the prostitute, I guess. And um, yeah. and I thought to myself, oh, yeah, Hank did die. <laughs> just this moment of why does it feel as though that, was, that felt like an eternity ago? And this yeah. whole episode with Jason and his feelings, it... They did a classic mistake where they there was all of this intensity, this momentum in that first, you know, three, four, five episodes, especially with Red Hood. Mm-hmm. And then we had that weird episode in the with a cabin in the woods. And yes, I said cabin in the woods. So yeah, weird. <laughs> and suddenly Jason is neutered. Yeah. And you don't know why. It's not really clear. And ever since then, Red Hood no longer appears as a threat. And it just, it gives me whiplash. Yeah. Because yeah. it happened way too quickly. And it just doesn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Especially because they took that, 
that break to explain why he became Red Hood. And it's like, okay, well, then let's get back to the action. Oh, wait, he's no longer Red Hood? Or, like, he wants to come home? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, But seriously, Will, what is the age difference between Connor and Blackfire? I, well, so really, well, you know, chronologically, I mean, Connor was essentially a test, a clone. So, uh, I mean, I guess at, at this juncture, I guess physically, I guess he appears to be about probably what, his late teens, early 20s, probably late, maybe 20. But hopefully he's legal. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely at least 18. Yeah. 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 He's probably 20, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's probably where he probably is. I mean, we just we just saw a lot this episode. Oh yeah, we a saw lot. we heard a lot. We heard we heard some, we heard some, things are things are breaking. <laughs> Which I was like, was, okay, a lot. <laughs> they 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 went to that trope. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, but then I couldn't help but to think about first season and like, well. Then again, her sister got in bed with Dick, like, yeah. how many episodes into the season? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but they they, they, but they have undeniable chemistry. I mean, you, we've talked about, you, you know, we, we, we've talked about that, and, and it's... Oh, I was just surprised by the amount of skin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was, it was a lot That's of skin this episode. Skin. Yeah, it was, this was like Doom Patrol level skin. I mean, I was, I was, I've been rewatching season one and just thinking about when, with, with Cliff and his backstory. Yep. Uh, yeah, even, yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I, this episode, I was, it was, it was there, and I, I was hoping, I was, you know, as, you know, as a joke last night with, 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 with the tweet that I sent out was, I was hoping for the hat trick this week, and unfortunately, I didn't get it. No. Uh, um. There was it, hope. There was hope because of this whole thing with Tim, Tim Drake. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, and, and the way they introduced him, I mean, they they did hold true to his his origins in the comic because I mean, I think he was influenced. It wasn't was there? He was actually, you know, there the night of when the Flying Graysons um, were were, um, were killed, and so they, you know, so they held those 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 some of those source elements of his origin story there. Um, but the other thing that, but it, it just, and I like, you know, I, and I liked the, the way they show Tim as a detective because, you know, it does make it believable that he eventually will become, become a, a Robin as far as the, the, the detective skills and putting, figuring out that, that Dick is Nightwing and was Robin before that and Bruce is Batman yeah. So, so you know, so I, I did like that element of the story. That was one of the things that did keep my attention throughout the throughout my viewing of the episode was just, just Tim. I think he's the actor who's who's portraying him is doing a solid job. You're right. I mean, I think oddly enough, I think a lot of the stuff that's going on with the actual Titans. Makes sense because earlier this season, a Starfire had a vision episode and she and Gar got paired up in this episode because of the chemistry she gets paired up with, with the new lovers and, and, but the same kind of 
moments. So you, you had this comedic moments and you know that that's headed someplace. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know, but it was dragged down by all of the crane stuff. Oh yeah. my God. And some of the worst acting I've seen in a while. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I get it. The guy really wanted us to believe he was like good and scared and talking to his mother. And I'm just like this, like next, this just seems like mockery. I don't yeah. know. It just didn't work. And then everything with Jason, um, it was slowed down by Jason and the suddenly like I'm walking around the city, like I'm a zombie. Mm -hmm. So, and then you know how I feel about Dick and Barbara, like yeah. love yeah. and eat gross. <laughs> so, yeah. so like like half of the episode I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. There were moments, and then this it was just dragged down by the other half, which I could care less about, and just feels very cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting back to your point on Jason and Scarecrow, because it really started. I mean, the the. This, the way they had set Scarecrow up, because, you know, versus prior iterations of the character in, in live action that we've seen, mm -hmm. it was really, it really had opportunity to really show, and, and it, it showed how how he was a, a, a real threat and a real nemesis to Batman, more so than we saw in, in Batman Begins. Uh, well, really in the Nolan trilogy, because you know, he was, I think he was in all three at least two of the three films. Was he in The Dark Knight? I can't recall. Yeah, he was. He was at the very beginning of Dark Knight. So, yeah, he was in all three films. Yep. Um. So, you know, so it was more of a supporting character. Here, he was, like, real menace. And, and uh, what I did like is how they, they pulled some of the elements from The Dark Knight, not from, from Batman Begins, with the fear toxin into this story. So, again, to your point, those elements that they were developing in this episode are really, really good, and they really, really worked for me. But then, but you're right. The the, the whole session there with the, the, with this quote unquote mother, it just kind of brought all that to a screeching halt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, go back to this other story with the fear toxin because I'm liking what you're doing here and how you're pulling things from other bits of the you know, the the. the Batman story, which you know, you could you could almost with a lot of these elements, you could almost say that this, the Titans, actually is a, an extension of the of the of the Nolan universe because they've been referencing so many things from it in this show, um, and you know it, yeah, and it just really dragged it down. And then the same with Jason, like defanging him because he no longer can't. He's out of the out of the, the drug, mm -hmm. and I, and I get where they were going with the addiction, and they were trying to you know, and it really I guess and I, was their way of just setting this up for the redemption arc, you know, and, and and Gar making the point, look, you know, you know what happened with me and Cadmus, and and y'all brought me back home. Um, so you know, so I think some of the Jason stuff worked with me, I, you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on it for right now as yeah. far as Jason, as far as jason's story and see what they do with the arc because i think they did set up some good elements there were some parts of it you know that was weird you know the hank stuff and trying to atone for it i, I see where they were, what they were trying to achieve uh i don't know if it, like you i thought it did 
seem that Hank's death happened in another season versus this one. Yeah, uh, it's, it like we we can see everything that they're trying to do and trying to get across, but it just feels. And this is a complaint I had about first season. It's very bipolar because mm-hmm. one moment he's a badass. He doesn't care. He's doing what he wants. And the next moment he's a dr- druggie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why why have those two things happen in the same same season? I I think these care these writers rush. Yeah. We could have we should have had a full season of Red Hood. Yeah. And and then the following season, a redemption arc. Right, right. Like like and and I think I'm looking back and thinking it was a mistake to let Dawn go as quickly yeah. as she did. Mm-hmm. Because there there could have been a lot of more connective tissue for the guilt that he feels and the and the pain and remorse that Dawn has with her involvement in everything. Yes. So, yes. So I just, I feel like they had it in their head that they had to only do, they could only achieve this in one season with, which we've seen with, with the cast as large overall arcs, especially for individuals are really hard to pull off correctly because mm-hmm. there's a lot of different storylines happening and not everybody can, can be given a fair amount of time. So yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Have, we have yeah we haven't even talked about the issues with Dick in this episode and trying to play off the concussion, and oh, and it's that is that is decision making too. I mean, it's just like he just it, he Corey called him out right rightfully called him out like you know you want to be a better Batman. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, I feel like we've already spent way too much time, <laughs> but when we yeah. have you more to tackle so let's move on to what if killmonger rescues tony stark i i was watching this episode last night will Mm -hmm. and i was thinking to myself not my favorite episode Mm -hmm. however i really love what this show continues to do Mm -hmm. they continue to Take this whole scenario-driven device and and make these small adjustments and tell these fresh stories and these fresh ideas. Because I kept thinking about episode two with mm-hmm. T'Challa and Star-Lord, or not with Star-Lord, but like the replacement. And how we, we were talking about how T'Challa was the same person, the same mm-hmm. character. But given the circumstance, what if set up, he changed everyone else around him. Yeah. They could have easily done that to parallel what happened in this episode. But, and that's where originally I was going to like form my synopsis. And then the more I got to thinking about it, I'm like, no, 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 no. They, they, they told Killmonger's story and made one twist in it where he which sets off a brand new events that still gets him to where he wants to go mm-hmm. um but but it's just it's it's like a brand new world suddenly emerges because because mm-hmm. you have iron man and all of his characters get killed off 
And and then you have the effects on Wakanda and and Shuri is is Shuri is Shuri. She's she's always yep. going to figure out what's up. Yep. So it's it's not like he ch- like by him saving Tony, he changed. It's just it was it was it was almost telling him, okay, instead of him taking this route to get to where he wants to go, we're gonna have him figure out how he could save Tony Stark and just use Tony and manipulate him to get where he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I you know I really liked this episode and part of it was i felt that killmonger is probably as far as the top three mcu villains yes he you know he's in that top three you know depending on what day you ask me i you know he could be as as high as one he could be you know whatever so this it was to your point it what i liked about this episode was and 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 you know like i said total prisoner of the moment i was just like when i got to, when i watched it the first time i was just like damn i mean this this is this is the powerful stuff because it the he, he you know and, and i love the way you just set it up you're right i mean at, at the core no matter what universe we're in eric is he is who he is right and he and and so but because but what i liked about it was he by saving tony he basically destroyed any chance of having the the avengers as we know it in in this universe exactly because you know, because, yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons that we saw played out in the story, but but then we get a, end up with a scenario where instead of avenging the Earth, the United States is now avenging Tony's death because if you know because of all the machinations that, that Killmonger did, he set up a scenario where the U.S. Yeah. government blames Wakanda, and, yeah. and 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 at its core, I mean, that's you know that's just what he wants. He just wants chaos. And, right. and 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 so I love the way each step that he just I mean he was such a master manipulator and and just really really got a little dug in a little even even deeper as far as like in some ways as far as his motivations that we we saw play out some in Black Panther but even more so in this episode even more so in this 30 minute episode the only the only place where i felt this episode kind of meandered a bit was the 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 fight scene, scenes um yeah. out, outside of Wakanda uh, i was just kind of like no you know it, it was i mean it was clearly you couldn't pull that off in live action but i just felt it was kind of meandering and it, was, it it did feel like okay it's a replication of things we've seen before yeah, right so. Not, not to Denny. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you're right because with with episode two, T'Challa's whole origin changed. Like he 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 never grew up in Wakanda. He grew up mm-hmm. in space, and so that that persona of suddenly being Star Lord versus Black Panther happened. Where here, 
kill it, this is this is a killmonger story but the the twist didn't happen with his origin his dad mm-hmm. still got killed mm-hmm. by um the king of wakanda and he was still left out cold and alone and abandoned by his people right. so that all like made sense with like why he was doing everything he was doing because he he still has that pain and that loss that he and that and that grudge right yeah yeah he so, does. meanwhile tony like as you pointed out his fate completely changed because of um he and i think they mentioned this at the beginning of the episode like heroes are forged mm-hmm. in and um in pain and distraught i don't remember the exact yeah. words don't sue yeah. me but yeah. No, yeah, 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 they do they, bring. Yeah, yeah, I was like, heroes are forced in solitude or alone or something like. Yeah, because it was yeah that and yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think that I really and I, I think as much as yes, the posters and everything focused on this was just as much a Tony Stark story as it was an Eric Killmonger story. Mm-hmm. Because the be, because. We, you know, the lessons that Tony learned in Afghanistan whenever he was, whenever he was wounded, and 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 seeing the, uh, I can't, you know, whenever he, when he was taken by the Ten Rings, which I, I, I have to, I have to say, it was it, you know, just coming off of the Shang Chi, and and really seeing the true Ten Rings, you know, I, I definitely got a, a deeper like. Uh, appreciation for that and and, and 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 as far as the nemesis organization that they were and and so even more so from from iron man one um but you know with tony we we saw like okay the how eric was able to manipulate those those bad playboy tendencies and stuff to to completely you know, can still you know, instead of building the Iron Man suit, now he built the he built the drone that would you know the drone army, and and all the the the, the negative excesses that Tony uh, had. But at the end of the day, Tony Stark is still Tony Stark, and he he was able even in death he was able to expose Killmonger for who he was. Right. And so you know so it, so it, so circumstances changed and things shifted around and stuff but at the, at the end of the day this was this is this this story this what if episode was really at its core we're we're, we're showing you basically how killmonger is still just is really the the top mcu villain but we're also showing you that tony stark is a is still a unique personality and even even if instead of the methods of you know becoming the iron man he is 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 the hero that we we've known he is still going to be able to impact the the events of the world because even in because he was still one step ahead of killmonger right Right. And, 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 and saw this ulti- this potential betrayal that could happen. So, and of course, you know, and I'm sure he's just making her comment, you know, there's more than one genius. Like you said, she she was already sniffing something, knew something was wrong with, with him anyway. 
and and and, and of course, um, and, and and then I'll we can, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so did Pepper. You're right, right. But then, and, but then we can't we can't like close this out without talking about uh, T'Challa and and Chadwick, and and just one just you know those scenes just hitting differently now for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but also. Uh, when they were on the on the uh, ancestral plane, and the, the the words of prophecy that he basically spoke to 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 Killmonger, right, um, was just like, damn. I mean, that's it. It you know really again drove home the point that no matter what Eric is trying to do, he he it, it's it's going to be chaos. He's not going, you know. He think he he will he will he will win the battle, but ultimately he will lose the war. Right, because and, he he got he stole it. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't win it. He he yep. literally stole it and took what he wanted. And and that scene was my favorite part of the episode because I I really liked because it made me think about those those scenes in the the movie Black Panther mm-hmm. that dealt with the ancestral plane plane and fathers and sons and everything. And I I thought it was clever that that instead of him seeing his because for a moment I was like, all right, Sterling Care Brown, here it comes. <laughs> yep. But but um for T'Challa to say that given what happened early on in the episode. So I and 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 there was similar things that were talked about in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, earlier in the se- series, we've, we've talked about how, like, it can't just be retelling the movie. It has mm-hmm. to take inspiration from it where you get that nostalgic feeling. Yep. And so you're, you're remembering these characters, these events, and, and now there's a wrinkle and, and it's very similar to how I felt last week with the zombie episode. And my favorite moment was Peter and talking mm-hmm. about hope mm-hmm. because it was a small moment. And for an episode that was so ensemble, that speech like made me think, okay, this is a Spider-Man episode because yeah. that is his, 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 um, whole pathos. Yeah. And then this week, like that moment between T'Challa and Eric, I was, I was just like, okay, all right, why can't we have more of this yeah. <laughs> and less yeah. robots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so that is what's happening with the MCU, and so we're gonna head over to Blue Valley and visit Star Girl, the JSA, and the ISA. Okay, so this was a strong episode. It was strong episode. Bean will have different opinions though about some some of the things that happened in this episode. <laughs> um, because I just I don't know I don't know what it is with DC and their villains. Eclipso was really hyped up, really hyped up, not expecting him to be released from the stone. Did mm-hmm. not expect that. Pleasantly surprised. Initially, really grossed out. Yeah. We're doing a play-by-play play right now. Everyone pay attention. Initially, really grossed out. 
a lot of creepy sound effects, a lot of like, please do not sneeze because I don't want to know what is going to come out of your nose. <laughs> and and very terrified because this thing is has a bunch of children around it. Um, and then it starts talking and the more it starts talking, I'm just staring at it and I'm like, oh my God, why do these shows continue to remind me of Power Rangers? They look so cheesy because this is, this is the villain from the, from the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is Oz, whatever his face was like, and it just, the makeup was horrendous. It looked so cheap and just bad. Now. That being said, he literally kills a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He then, quote unquote, kills Cindy. Cindy's still alive. She just yeah. fell down a black hole. We don't know where. But he, she, for some reason, he did not suck her soul. I don't know why. But and then Artemis got away, and 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 then and then he eventually left mm -hmm. because he got a bit scaredy. And then he turns into a kid. Yeah. And and I get what they were going for, Will. I really do. There was just something about this image on screen that, um, like, like, if you just remove him from it, it's like a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, like, him. And I'm like, this looks so fake. And also... All of the freaking lights are on in this town and nobody's walking down the sidewalk. So nobody can just be like, why is a, I don't know, nine-year-old, probably like seven-year-old is just yeah. walking down the middle of the street laughing like a maniac. Where are the parents? Where are all the adults right now? <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> so I just, I mean, like I said, darker episode liked it glad we're getting some momentum mm -hmm. glad that eclipso the threat has been released mm -hmm. mike is going to save everyone by the end of yep. the season yep that's, that's the art <laughs> that's that's the end game that's the end game yes mike's going to be the hero he's mike going to have his own his own striped suit and do it <laughs> well, I don't think that I don't think it's gonna be a striped suit. I think that they're gonna go back and get that pen. Oh yeah. No, well, maybe it won't be Mike. Actually, that. But you, you, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we what we will see mm -hmm. fr from that is not necessarily Mike, but uh, his friend. I can't remember the kid's name now. Who 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 did end up with the pen? Right. Well, yes. So we will see. A coming together of the whole JSA. Yeah. Jade will be back. Uh, I think episode nine, I believe, is when Jay Garrick will show up uh, as well. And, yeah. and we, and, you know, and, and as I was watching the episode, you know, earlier I thought that um, that Sylvester may have been um, a fake. Because you know that's one of the things that Eclipso will do to uh, is, yeah. is so dangerous about him, but uh, but now I think it actually I think it actually is the actual Starman. Somehow he managed to 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 live. I, I don't I, I, I'm off the I, I'm stepping back from 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 my theory that uh, that he, he's not the real deal. It's a ploy that Eclipso um, used 
is you going to use him to, to to get to Courtney? Because the thing that, yeah, I mean, basically the ploy was to basically use Courtney and use the staff to to release him from the diamond, which they were able to, that's what they were able to achieve. Um, and and so, um, so yeah, so I, I think, yeah, so we'll probably see this gathering, the, the grand gathering of the, of the JSA in, 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 in a few more episodes, but I, what I really liked about this episode this week was I finally felt like the team, the JSA, even though they were, ha- you know, having some moments where they, the ISA was was, was was kicking their butts, uh, I felt overall, I felt like they felt like a, a unit again. Yep. Which was, which was seemed to be, have been missing uh, for, for some episodes. And so, so I really enjoyed that piece. I really liked the way that they utilized the shade because they've been kind of hinting towards it that he was, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, he was, he was, he had his own mission with regards to Eclipso, but, but, but he was, and he, and he still will, uh, you know, and I think in, in his, his circumstance was kind of ambiguous the way they kind of left things too. So I don't know if he was, if he's gone, if he's poof, especially given that we saw uh, Dr. McKnighter still some, you know, in, in some kind oh. of shadow universe, which. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's my theory. Nighter's yeah. going to save him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe Cindy is also in that, that same shadowy universe is this where Eclipso sent her. Interesting. Uh, I did not think about that. That might land up. I just feel as though. Eclipse or Eclipso centers someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He de- yeah. 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 I don't think, she, I don't think she's dead either. I mean, she's dead. I mean, Cindy is a, a, such a good villain for the show. And, and I love the way they have their, the, the, the dynamic set up between her and Courtney that it, it would be a shame if they uh, got rid of her. Isaac was definitely, you know, as soon as he came on the scene, I was like, hey, he's, 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 he's a goner. Yeah, uh, no, no, you're absolutely right that this episode, it stood out from the rest because we got the JSA back mm-hmm. together again and they felt like they had a united storyline, although there were a lot of Pat and Courtney. And I think yeah. that's where the writers kind of struggle mm-hmm. is Courtney's a part of the JSA. This is Stargirl. So they also have this family with like the Dugans and drama there. And so it's it's it was interesting to me at the end of the episode, Courtney and Pat and Mike are in the hospital and then all of the kids are back at the garage and mm-hmm. I'm just like, Courtney's their leader. Yeah. Oh, man, why why and also after that and knowing Clips was out there. You should have gone to the hospital, guys. <laughs> Why yeah. are you sitting all by yourself? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So, so I just I hope in the future they kind of they they kind of build that more where she's around the the other members a lot more. They they are doing the long game though with Cameron. Yeah, um, I yeah. appreciate it. I hope he doesn't turn until the very end, and that's season three. I yeah. hope that's the setup for season three is him realizing everything and finding it all out. Um, because, because they've, they've been playing that so slow mm-hmm. that I, I think it has potential to like, 
don't waste it. Don't don't pull yeah. attachments. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I completely agree with you on that. I think that 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 they need to hold that back as long as possible. Um, and also, they need to get some fighting lessons for Beth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's she's the brains of the outfit. So, uh, but uh, but but that was another thing too. It's just uh, I'm glad that um, I, the, the scene between Beth and, and Artemis, in particular, about the families and. You know, and, and, and it really like it was. I like the way they set that up because it it really explored like appearances and 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 you know and people you know people you think you have it together but you just don't know what's going on behind their closed doors. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that was you know, you know that was just, that was just good that was just really good storytelling and 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 why I think. This show and like Superman and Lois really have like taken it up a notch versus some of their peers on the network because they do those good nuanced and 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 more grounded things that people are dealing with and and it was just a small moment in this episode but it, it spoke to the larger larger thing that's that's been going on with with the Clipso and just the the, the and the what and 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 then bringing back what uh Yolanda had to deal with as far as uh you know with with the with the selfie that she sent to to uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. entire school and everything and that yeah. I think yeah. I think that you're 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 for me that what this episode did was was further prove something you mentioned last week where I need to be a bit more patient because at the end of the day, they're doing something that a lot of these shows tend not to do. Mm-hmm. And they are really holding on to and stretching all of the guilt mm-hmm. that came with takedown or not even the guilt, the consequences. Yeah. They, they saved this, the town. They did what was right. But the the ISA were parents mm-hmm. to a lot of these people, and so you 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 essentially tore apart families mm-hmm. and left a lot of confused kids behind. Mm-hmm. And and now you're having to fi- figure out like you're you're kind of looking at them and like they're they're my age, they're just like me. They they're not evil. Their parents did something bad. So why? Yeah. It's like that one episode where Courtney looks at Artemis and her parents, like, why do I feel bad for them? And it's because you're viewing them as a family versus a villain. Yeah. Um, and, and I, so I, I really am starting to appreciate the season more mm-hmm. under that, through that perspective and that lens that they, they are starting now to gain momentum with everything they right. took a while to get there because there there were a lot there's a lot of fallout from what the, the events of the season one finale are yeah yep yeah, for sure um well on that note will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you yes uh and see we were we brought it and i hope you enjoyed it and you can find me at Drop your thoughts and theories on the shows we talked about at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. 
And you can find me on Twitter at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Fiend and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.seenandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.